We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This will be a 45-yard attempt from the far hash. At eight seconds to go in regulation, Cincinnati does have one timeout left. Harrison Butker, the biggest kick of his Chiefs' life. Placement is down. Butker's kick is up. The spinning kick high, floating in the air, and it is good! 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 Did Cincinnati call timeout? They did not! They did not! They did not! It's a field goal from 45 yards out by Harrison Butker with three seconds to go in regulation, and that thing just hung up in the air. Mitch Holtis on the call. Every single touchdown call, field goal call, the, the, the game winner there, the final play-by-play call, all of it was as good as it gets yesterday from Mitch Holtis on the Chiefs radio network. We'll talk more about Harrison Butker and another Chief all about redemption yesterday, no question, uh, from Harrison Butker and others. There were some good redemption stories. There story were, lines. man. There were, and that's what's awesome about sports. Like, how quickly. we. I think on Friday we said, like, who can change the narrative around them the most? I don't think we – none of us mentioned Butker. <laughs> But I, but huh? I think uh, quickly what happened. I did say that MVS could have a huge game and it wouldn't change my opinion about him. And I stand by that, but he had a huge game and I yeah. don't care. I picked him to have, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess we can view it from different, different angles. I, I would argue that he showed that he potentially can actually be more, but we can, we can talk about later no, in the no, week. We had so. like 18. No weeks. love for Cody. Not want to give any love to MVS. He had a fantastic, I'd give him all the love in the world. He, he had a up. fantastic game. And it, yeah. When multiple guys were out, I think that was big. I think that was nice to see that he's capable of doing that. Yeah, I guess that maybe that's part I wasn't sure about. And now I guess to go to the Super Bowl, so he's fine. Not bad. Think about yeah, think about all the guys that uh you know, Kadarius Tony as well gets traded, oh, Giants man, organization, <sighs> and now he's going to Super Bowl. I mean, Juju Smith Schuster, hopefully he's able to be healthy enough to play in the Super Bowl, but he uh, one year deal with Kansas City. We don't know what his future is in KC, but he's going to his first ever Super Bowl. There's a long li- list of guys that rookies as well that uh, coming to Kansas City, when you've got Andy Reid and you've got Patrick Mahomes in this group that you are able to have a, a special start to your career. Pacheco's a rookie. He's going to a Super Bowl in his first year. You know what I mean? Like, Well, half the team's going to a Super Bowl in their first sure. year because of how many but rookies ro- are on the squad. Yeah, yeah, a lot of rookies. But, but I, I just, this game still highlights all the, like, it's not just the normal trash talk. It's the, oh, we're the big dogs in the AFC. No, you're not. You never were. One game doesn't get to dictate it, which is what I said then when we had this conversation, Gold, and what I stand by now. The Chiefs and everything in the NFL runs through a singular team. Similar to that as any other dynasty in the middle of their run, there is one team and one team alone that you will have to, at some point, do battle with 
if you want to win a Super Bowl. And that is, very simply, the Kansas City Chiefs. Because there were plenty of reasons to think this wasn't going to be a Super Bowl year. And, but then when you, like, it's hard. Because if you take the view now and you're like, okay, I know they were in the Super Bowl. How did you at any point, at any point of the season, if you ever doubted before the season, during, in the middle, how do we get here? I'm like, well, you know, they had 14 wins, but people always were trying to put it on them like they were a paper tiger like the Vikings. You're like, they weren't. They were tough. They fought through things. They had guys missing for portions of the season. And the wheels kept turning. That's kind of how I felt like that game went yesterday. The wheels kept turning. Things were not perfect. There were things throughout that entire game, Gold, that I thought looked just like the last damn loss. You're like, wow, there's an unnecessary turnover. There's some problems there before the end of the second half. It felt like a lot like that AFC title game last year. But they're too great. They're not going to get beat twice in that situation. Yeah, I mean, they, they had an opportunity in the prior three matchups to close the deal and having fourth quarter leads and, and a question that we all wondered, could they this go around actually seal it? And there was, as you said, multiple instances where it felt like the tide was turning, certainly towards Cincinnati and, and did not look good. I mean, whether it was the, the weird Mahomes fumble, but also even the decision that the Chiefs did make to punt the ball back. Joe Burrow's backed up, but you're still thinking, oh, gosh, is the is the defense going to be able to get one more stop? The answer, of course, was yes. Chris Jones came up with the, the massive sack and the Chiefs got the ended up getting the ball back. Um, but yeah, they, this go around much like the other three matchups, though, they, they still were the better team for 90 percent of the game. It was in the other match. It was that ten percent that was enough to swing it to Sensi. This go around, the Chiefs. Same thing. They were the better about, team for ninety percent of yeah, the game. Every just about every single statistical category, the Chiefs won in. I mean, yardage and you know penalty yards. Cincinnati and, and couldn't run the balls. All like they the Chiefs. That was the weird thing about all three prior matches, despite losing. The Chiefs had only trailed by an average of seven minutes in the prior three. And this one, they never trailed, by the way. The game got tied, but the Chiefs led the entire game where they were tied at 20-20, as we know. And the Chiefs had, like, two penalties that called back points and a penalty that called back a first down, like a pass interference that extended a drive. Like, they had things work against them in this game. I obviously were just spoiled. Because it's, it's always the same thing. Like, I don't want to be, like, the guy who's like, cherish this moment. But you should, You're like, man. oh, my God, just please enjoy living in this moment of Chiefs fandom. If you're like, I think that the perfect age might be like, if you're like 12, you're like 12. When you were like six or seven, you kind of remember starting to get into football. Okay. I'm interested. And then every single year after that, all you ever know is the chiefs going to the super bowl. My kid interrupted a radio interview I was doing yesterday and they had said, Hey, so you might as well ask her. She like kept getting on the camera and kept getting on the camera. And I couldn't keep her out. I was like stiff home in order to try to keep her out for like four minutes. Nothing. She's eventually just sitting front and center on the camera, making weird faces, doing part of the interview. And they're like, well, you might as well ask her, does she have a prediction for the game? And I said, well, I said, Ruby, they want to know, do you have a prediction for the game? And she said, Patrick Mahomes. I was like, good enough. That's an answer here. <laughs> yeah. That qualifies as a no, chief's I mean, win in this department, but it's, you're, you're it's right. the golden years. Yeah. It's definitely the golden era of Kansas city sports. No, no question. Uh, Think and, about the last and, decade, man. Yeah, go back. Yeah, if you're talking, go back to what the Royals were able to accomplish in in, in 2015. We have all talked about how that you know that that what was a, a long time run. ago. But Whew. it's um it is an unbelievable time, especially for those even in our audience that that are, are a little bit older though as well. That listen, how think long about did the, you wait? There was that 50 year gap, as we know, for the Chiefs, and prior to that, there was a 30 year gap for the Royals, and, and now you know, let's be honest. Starting with Andy Reid on the Chiefs front when he got hired, and then of course drafting Patrick Mahomes and having a Hall of Fame tight end and Travis Kelsey, like that. 
the path going forward as well. Like this is you're, you're right. Enjoy this, but we're probably going to have how a big, lot. Of how high can moments. we go? Yeah, there's probably going to be a lot of these amazing moments for yeah. the next decade. Um, but you definitely want to appreciate it because you don't know it is weird. Like when they won in 2019 in, in Miami. At that point, we're like, oh, they're going to go to a couple more of these, but you don't know for sure. Now they have been to two more. They have been to <laughs> two more. And now, obviously, the question is, can they win another one? Right? We'll have two weeks to discuss that. Um, but going to three in general, three in four years, three and five, yeah, three and four years is three and, is, is three and five. Two, it's two, but, yeah. you know, three yeah. and four is the thing that it, matters. You know, one thing we do a lot in sports is we'll always, when you accomplish something like this, we will we'll do this exercise where we say, if I would have told you before the season <laughs> that this that that Marcus Kemp would be playing snaps in the AFC Championship game and they would go to the Super Bowl, you'd take that all day. I'm like, yeah, but that's not how it works. Like when we approach our goals, we reevaluate them yeah, and, and, and we and we change them. And that's what's kind of happened with the Chiefs. But I think you're right. It is important to realize that there are a lot of really, 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 really talented quarterbacks we've seen over the last 20 years that don't have the accomplishments yeah, I mean, that Mahomes uh, has already done already in five has. years. Look at the, I mean, the example right now, of course, is Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. We'll, we'll see. They might end up trading him this offseason. He's already uh, putting more Super Bowls than both of those guys. Mm-hmm. They're first bound Hall of Famers. He, yeah. If he gets a win, if Patrick Mahomes gets a win in two weeks in Arizona, he'll have the same amount of Super Bowls yeah. as Peyton Manning. <laughs> Peyton. 27 years old. Manning. Patrick Mahomes is 20. He's already played in more seven. as many Super Bowls, and he's already played in as many AFC title games. Again, not even 30 yet. He was, again, the oldest quarterback yeah. in the AFC field, which is funny in its own right, but it's just the way it is. You just you have to remember how few quarterbacks and coaches win multiple titles. It just, it just doesn't well, happen. And, and Mahomes is going to pick up his second MVP award next Thursday. I mean, he's going to add that to his his. his how many, times, how many quarterbacks um, have won multiple MVPs? Going into that, yeah, going into the Super Bowl, he already have another MVP before he even steps on the field in in Phoenix. And is this a good time for the list, real quick? Do you want the uh, list uh, of multiple Super sure. Bowl winning quarterbacks? Yeah, go for it: Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Terry Bradshaw, Troy Aikman, Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, John Elway, Jim Pluckett, Bob Greasy, Roger Staubach, and Bart Starr. That would be pretty good company to get your second. <laughs> It's just a, I mean, those are all, if you win two, you are an automatic Hall of Famer, which I think Mahomes is anyway. I don't mm-hmm. think, I think he'd yeah, retire tomorrow. He, correct, he'd be in. Correct. Like I, not yeah, even just like, ballot. no, first ballot. I think yeah. he would, they'd put him in immediately. They'd mm-hmm. just be like, yeah, we don't care that you only played five years. You're in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just handshake, like well, fine and, by us. And to this point about appreciating it as well. I mean, look what happened for the 49ers yesterday in, in their game. They they ran out of quarterbacks, guys. They, they, yeah, they, they ran the fourth, out of quarterbacks. And they went back to the third one again who couldn't throw. And they've been to, what now, three NFC title games in a row. And of course, the one Super Bowl when they, they lost to Kansas Correct. City in 2019. And they, they can't stay healthy at quarterback. I mean, it's so just putting it all in perspective is pretty special. Now, I, I think it's also pretty cool in sports when you have a chance for redemption, not only as a football team to go and beat the same team, but individually starting with sky Moore, because look, I I've said, I think we all said it on the show uh, that he should never return upon again. <laughs> uh, they had no choice yesterday though, because they're down to Marcus Kemp and sky Moore and MVS and their wide receiver group because Juju's out and McColl's out and Tony's out and they had to put Sky Moore back there. And to his credit, not only was it just like we all were probably hoping and praying like, hey, just don't fumble. don't." F-. Not only did he not fumble, he had a return that the, the field goal doesn't happen without Sky Moore's return, setting up the eventual possession where Mahomes scrambles and draws the 15-yard penalty. So Sky Moore, uh, and to that extent, Dave Tobe deserve a lot of credit for sticking with him throughout the season in terms of not just saying, all right, we're, we're done, you're in the doghouse. No, they kept putting him in spots offensively 
uh, even if he got benched from being a punt returner. And so I think it's really cool. He deserves to to be smiling uh, ear to ear uh, with what he was able to do. And this actually uh, was uh, Josh Klingler, of course, on the sideline yesterday, who had a chance to catch up with Sky Moore in the locker room. I just tried to, you know, tried to stay confident and believe in myself. You know, a lot, you know, like like you said, a lot of things went wrong this season, but all that didn't matter. You know what I'm saying? I just needed to be there for my team. You see KT go down. You see Justin Watson go down. Uh, you see McCall go down. I'm the last line of defense, basically. So, you know, I had to stand up, and I felt like I did that. What'd you see on that return? I just start. I didn't. I'll forget. I just, you know, <laughs> I just start playing ball. And and once once you once you start playing ball, the game slows down. You mentioned all those guys going out tonight. Yeah, guys stepped up in, in, in their place. That's that's a that's a mantra, obviously, that you want to accomplish. But For how sure. difficult is that? You had so many guys that went out of the mix tonight. Yeah, like it's 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 unfortunate that you know that our top guys go down. But you know this is the NFL. You got to be ready to step up. Uh, stuff like that happens all the time. So it gotta it gotta like. You got to be ready for the moment when they call your number. We've gotten a little used to, you know, these home games in the playoffs. Yeah. We've had now, you know, three celebrations here. You got your first, though. Yeah. What did that feel like tonight? It, it feels crazy. You know, I, I, I wasn't I wasn't able to really win anything at any level. You know, so at the biggest level, I'm going to the Super Bowl my first year. That's kind of crazy to me. But it's going to mean so much more when we come back with it. The week of preparation that went into this one, can you describe it? You had guys injured during the week even. Yeah. You had to make adjustments on offense. Yeah. What what was this week like? Uh it was it was just, you know, the same type of intensity. You know, it's knowing knowing what the game is, knowing what what, what what game we're about to play. But you know, the same focus that we always bring, and that's why we had the season we had this year, because we always bring a playoff AFC championship mindset to every single week. So that was Josh Klingler, of course, on the Chiefs Radio Network yesterday, a silent reporter talking to Sky Moore, who uh, it is, he didn't win, you know, he didn't win championships in high school, didn't win championships at, at Western Michigan. Uh, now in his first year, he's got a chance to go win a championship they, in the NFL. He had said in the, the article written by Jesse Newell, the star, he had told him he's like, I didn't want to go out there and do punt returns anymore. Like I didn't want to do it anymore. I I was done. Mm-hmm. Think about a player saying that, like, I had lost so much confidence. There's no way I wanted to be back there. Nick, this is like the joke. You're like, if I had told you, (laughs) there is no damn way at any point this year you could have talked me into Sky Moore and Harrison Butker being the heroes. How was I supposed to assume that? Especially Sky Moore in the pun return game. A job that I don't think it wrong at the time we said it. Like, I said... Anybody but him. I'd rather have, I think at the time, like, nobody return it. I'd rather just let him kick it into nobody, watch the ball roll nine times, and then do it. And then, of course, he comes up in the biggest moment, and then you're like, well, I guess I'm glad he got those snaps earlier in the year in order to return these punts because it came up big. And Harrison Butker has been lights out for a month now in Kansas City. And as much as the fan, you know, the text line wanted to say I was going to jinx him because I said, we're back. It's all good. (laughs) Problem solved. It looks like we're back on that regard. For the first time, it's like, finally, we don't have to, like, be stressed in every moment about what the special teams might do. They helped them win this game. They were the biggest factor in the final yeah, drive. I mean, well, people, I mean, people were plenty stressed watching that punt return. I'll tell you that. I, I think I can speak for most Chiefs fans. Of course, but once I mean, he got all... it, you were like, whoo. 
Well, I mean, yeah, one, once the play was over. I mean, yeah, let's be yeah, honest. Yeah. Like, first year oh, ner- yeah. on, on Sky Moore. Uh, that was his second return, too. The first he, one was also nerve wracking. Yeah, like, at first, you're just like, catch the ball cleanly. Okay, he did that. Okay, well, now just don't fumble, please. Just, oh, not, oh, you're going to, oh, it's a nice return. Now just get oh. out of Like, just get out of bounds. I'll try to fight for extra yards. Like, that's where I was at. As the play was happening, and again, to his credit, he, he stepped up, and, and as he said, he was the last like last line of defense, if you will, because they had nobody else. I mean, normally you would say, okay, if McColl and, and Tony are out, oh, Justin Watson. Well, Justin Watson wasn't even active for Ill. the game because he's dealing with an illness. So it's really cool. That's what's awesome about sports. You get a chance for redemption. And then, yeah, Butker uh, drills a, a game-winning field goal. If not, if he misses it, this game goes to overtime, and, and who knows what happens in overtime. Joe Burrow gets the ball again. Uh, you, and th- at that point, you still didn't have a ton of faith that the Chiefs offense was going to go drive down the field because they hadn't uh, for, for a couple drives. And Mahomes' ankle was getting worse seemingly as the game went on. And whether it was hits or cold weather, all of that was, was becoming more of a problem. So to, to end it right there with the game-winning field goal was massive. And, and yeah, I mean, these guys get to enjoy, enjoy the moment in a huge way. What a fantastic redemption arc. I mean, I just – Sky Moore's not the one. And, look, he had some moments on the camera where I'm like – I don't think I like that it's coming down to Sky Moore having to be the hero in the receiver department because then they were down to just like Sky Moore, MVS, and Marcus Kemp. Yeah. I was like, um, okay. I don't think that this is the grouping. You were so thin, man. So thin at wide receiver during that game. But that's also like, imagine if they were just a little third wide receiver to start, though. At least that's what was left. Like, I don't even, in pre last year, like, we were mad they were throwing to Demarcus Robinson. He was actually their fourth option. Not they had lost five receivers, mm-hmm. and then they were throwing to Demarcus Robinson. He was down to their, like, he was actually one of the players they counted on. Now, I don't think Marcus Kemp was ever expected to get into that game, and I guess it ended up being serendipitous that Lamont, what funny enough is Lamont's mm, getting there is word. why Kemp was. You ever see that movie? Serendipity? <laughs> no, I, think. I didn't. No. I didn't see it. I should. <laughs> Did you want to finish that? Yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I don't. It seems a little late <laughs> go now, for it, but go for it. Was it good? And, yeah, I was gonna say it ends up being kind of funny that in the end Cincinnati chose to go with Lamont's because that's what helps make Marcus Kemp available for the game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The guy that they needed to catch pass because they weren't gonna throw Lamont's out there to try to catch passes, and he's been with the Chiefs for what seems like an eternity. I know that it's only been since twenty fifteen or seventeen. He's been on the team, but he's just like floated around the team every year forever. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be so difficult to be inactive for 90% of the season and then get activated. And even if he's active for three games this year, yeah, and then get activated and uh, you were still wondering how much you're going to play. And then like you were playing the biggest snaps of your NFL career and a lot of those guys career uh, last night. And he he, he had a huge catch uh, and it was truly like uh, throughout the game, different guys stepped up. Uh, We'll talk more about the rookies coming up in the Chiefs red half hour too, like defensively some of the rookies in that secondary, especially compared to the week 13 matchup. I mean, Jalen Watson, just three of the biggest interceptions of the entire season came from Jalen Watson this season, going back to week two, the pick six against the chargers last week, the interception of Trevor Lawrence. And then of course the great pick again uh, of Joe Burrow. Have you guys seen these, this picture, by the way, Um, it's gotten lost in the shuffle. I just saw it about uh, 20 minutes ago. Uh, There's a picture making the rounds on Twitter right now of Creed Humphrey and Jarek McKinnon in uniform going on a beer run inside Arrowhead Stadium last night. No. So they're wearing their championship gear, but they still got their pads on. And oh, then you can just man. see Creed at like what is a what is an in stadium bar holding oh, like two packs of Michelob Ultra <laughs> and Jarek McKinnon's oh, right amazing. next to him. Yes. Amazing. That's awesome. So they clearly needed to get more beer when they were in the lock, which is astonishing to me that they could have run out of beer at some point. 
and they <laughs> Creed and Jet, which is like a, such an odd pairing. I wouldn't imagine those two guys going on a beer run together, but that should be like the new buddy cop. That's for the Chiefs. so Jerry great. McKinnon that photo is amazing. Humphrey. I'm sure fans loved it too because they're right there. That's as awesome. if this show couldn't love Creed Humphrey anymore. Yeah, Nick, you're right. He still he just has the t-shirt on over, but he's still got he's still, still got, got his the pads on. pants on and pants. And he's pads. holding two twelve racks and one in his hand. By the way, like he wasn't gonna wait. He needed to crack one open on the way. You know, <laughs> the, the like go beer from the car up to the stadium entry. You're like, no, nah, I need one. I just need one. He's still wearing like the face, like Jerry McKinnon's still wearing like the whole the ski mask type thing or whatever yeah, you call he's it. He's yeah. got the whole head covering. Oh, it's so good. Let's get to the trash of the day. Trash of the day. Oh, the trash of the day is just Cincinnati. Everything oh, that's it, just it. them. Yeah, the, the tra- whole city, the mayor, the, the mayor, the football team. That's the trash of the day. You got the mayor, of course, coming out talking all kinds of smack, saying Joe Burrow is Patrick Mahomes' dad. And it backfires in a huge, huge way. I appreciate you. How about this beautiful trophy? Huh? Hey, I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. <laughs> you gotta fight for your right to party! I knew he was gonna be up for one more of those. Anybody else? <laughs> Does anybody else think uh, he kind of Kelsey kind of sounds funny saying jo- uh, trophy? No, I didn't pay attention. What a beautiful trophy! I did not pay attention. It's so funny. I watched it like twenty times last night. Play it one more time. I gotta hear it. <laughs> I obviously didn't pick up on it. All right, all right here we go. Here we go. Uh, let me go back to the beginning. All right. I appreciate you. How about this? Beautiful trophy. <laughs> I think it's cold out. How about know, this beautiful trophy? I think it's because it's cold out. It was, it was cold, you know, it's cold out there. You're not talking as clearly. Uh, Your mouth's not moving as well. Oh, uh, it's like, so but funny. It's, but it's just like all the trash out of Sensi. We'll see y'all in Mike Hilton, Eli Apple, the mayor, all of it. Are today's trash of the day? Jerry Springer. Who oh, else is from Cincinnati? That crappy chili. Luke, all of it. Luke Fickle. I mean, God, their Luke list of Fickle. most famous people from Cincinnati is pretty pretty lame. Yeah, who's on the who's on the who's a former Cincinnati basketball player? Well, they're former coaches at UCLA. Lance, Lance Stevenson. Lance Stevenson. They were at one seed that one year. Couldn't, he, couldn't even hold on to their college basketball coach. He went on. He went on to a UCLA. better kick. Went to UCLA. Mick Cronin. Right. Yeah. I think we're grasping at straws now. <laughs> yeah. Well, it turns out it's not a really long list, dude. Like, now I'm looking at it on Wikipedia. Oh, Bob Huggins. Not sure. Bob Huggins from mm-hmm. Cincinnati. Uh, Kenyon Martin. Now you're just looking up everybody some. from Cincinnati. He can get some. Nick Van Exel. I like the idea of, like, let's just, let's all choose one person to go attack, even though they had nothing to do with it. Like, I'll at Kenyon Martin on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, I don't really like, want to go out there Nick Van Exel. I, I like Nick Van Exel. Fine, we should choose someone else. Do you want Kenyon Martin? Yeah. I nothing Nick Van Exel, so I guess if I send him something, I won't care. What are the chances that mayor does not get reelected just because of this week? Oh, I think Cincinnati. it's pretty good. I like, think I, he might I, get impeached. When is I, he got, up? I mean, I think I have, I have no idea. I'm not up to date on uh, the ter- uh, what, what, what term he's in. Here we uh, go. Hold on. In Cincy. I think that this is the one time we can get political. Let's find <laughs> out when he's up. There's and let's make, Whoa. let's make a huge show push to get the other person elected he's running against. 
Let's actively campaign but, for the Cody, other person. Cody, we don't want to wade into those waters. You well, sure? Against this guy, I might. Oh, this, I think we're safe on this one. Yeah, I think we're good here. This isn't political. It's personal. It's very different. So you guys are good with getting political in this case. Just, yeah, Cincinnati think, politics. So we're going to actually, we're gonna actually campaign for and against yeah, elected Yeah, we're going to convince the people of Kansas City to donate money to the opposite campaign. This is one of those times where I think everybody's on the same page of not liking the mayor in Cincinnati. Like, there's not, this, this truly is one of those where everybody is unified and have come together. Like, nobody likes the mayor of Cincinnati. And, and, it, and it backfired and blew up in his face. Again, he, he quote-tweeted the Travis Kelsey soundbite we just played. He quote-tweeted that last night, and basically he's like, I deserve this. Again, he, he was at Arrowhead last night, and so he basically, yeah, tuck, tucked his tail between his legs and, and walked himself back to Cincinnati. He's still walking, I believe. I don't think he's made it back yet. They, should make, it, they should make his ass walk back to Cincinnati <laughs> after that. The whole city's going to hate him. He's never going to get reelected anyway. This would be the easiest thing for us ever. We even bring up Boomer Esiason. We'll get to that in a little bit, too. We even talk about Boomer. Mr. Oh, ducked. Dude. Got ducked. Yeah. We not only do we get ducked, he is stealing from the Kansas City. <laughs> That's he's stealing right. from Kansas City Coming up next, we'll get to the Chiefs red half oh, hour no. and talk about another player that stepped up in a big way and the allegation that Nick just brought up next. Chiefs Kingdom. This is Mitch Holtis, and welcome in to the Chiefs Red Half Hour on Cody and Gold. Every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. It is the Chiefs Red Half Hour brought to you by Greenway Ford. It's a new day, a new way up the all-new Greenway Ford. Potentially going to hear from Andy Reid during the show today. At one point, scheduled for noon, but that might get pushed back. We'll let you know. If, if Andy does talk today, you'll, of course, hear it live right here on 610 Sports Radio. Real quick, let's get to Boomer Esiason, and then I want to talk about someone who stepped up and continues to step up in the postseason and now has continued to vault himself forward in the history of the National Football League and the record books in particular. But So Boomer Esiason, obviously, former league MVP with Cincinnati, CBS NFL Today. He hosts Boomer and Geo for uh, WFAN, our sister station, of course, up in New York, among other things that he does. And he was at the game last night because, of course, CBS was on site. And so his local radio show goes on. And so he uh, used our we're sister station. So he used one of our side studios here. Makes sense. This happens a lot in the business. If we're in, when I was in Baltimore, I used a, a, a studio there. When we I were was Miami, we used yeah, theirs. We did, which their studio, by the way, in Miami was very nice. We, we both. You're making it sound like ours is bad. But there, you have to admit, we both made the same comment on the air. We said their studio was really, really nice for whatever reason. It was nicer than ours. It was. Ours was bigger though. But anyway, I, that doesn't matter. I digress. Um, Boomer said at one point we thought was going to come on our show today. We thought. And then Nick threw out a serious allegation, though, that I think has to Whoa, be Whoa, I mean, don't make it seem like I'm the one on trial. This here, comes though. directly from our boss. Yeah, Steve Inspector caught we, we Boomer have, in the act. Well, so we have a company kitchen. We call it a kitchen, but it, it's basically a bunch of vending machines, essentially, right? But it's an open vending machine. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have to well, scan the item. it's not a machine. In the, it's, it's just it's, like a fridge. Yeah. And you have to scan the items. And there's like this, shelves with on, food on it. On this kiosk, right? You have to scan the items and you, you know, I don't know, pay for them. Uh, it turns out that <laughs> I guess Boomer thought everything in that area was just free. And he just, he just, he just grabbed them. <laughs> he, just, he just grabbed them. So he's so ducking he comes us. In here, so he and walks, he starts stealing so, our stuff. Just to recap, Boomer Sison thinks he can walk in here. Mr. Mr. Big City, hot shot, right? City slicker, walking in with his $5,000 suit and his, and his mink fur coat 
and he thinks he can just walk around and steal from you, <laughs> tax-paying Kansas Cityan. You work hard every single day so that Boomer Esiason can fly in on his private jet and eat and drink whatever he pleases without any repercussions. And not even face the music on this show. And you know what? I'm not going to stand for it. I will stand up for those Kansas Cityans. You deserve better. Do you want to permanently eliminate Boomer from ever being on the show again? Boomer Esiason has henceforth been banished from Cody and Gold. Wait a second. Joining the likes... Of Michael Lombardi. Of Michael Lombardi. That's the list, by the way. There's only one other person on it. <laughs> in fairness. Bad list to be on. In fairness. In, in fairness Exclusive I, list. I'm not so sure that Boomer even knew we were trying to have him on the show, actually. In fairness. We, it's just, he just was not very even quickly it's left about, the building. Hey, it's not even about that. It's about the stealing and the lying and the deceit. Do you think he ordered? Do you think he grabbed the egg salad sandwich and ate that? <laughs> I, saw, I saw him housing it. <laughs> Another questionable one of his decision. Commercial breaks that should make us and wonder. And listen, about you know him. what? Boomer picked the Bengals to win on national television yesterday. Yeah, in the pregame show, and they all did except. Well, for, and he's a Bengals guy. So, do we really even want a Bengals guy on? Do you the think day he after winning the AFC Championship? If, since he would have won, do you think he would have uh, gladly yes. have come on the show and not Ubered five yes. seconds after his show? For ended? sure. For sure. Hmm. One. Hundred thousand. And by the percent. way, I saw his Uber with a strut. It was Uber a, black. No, it, dude, it was a stretch Escalade limo. <laughs> okay, no, you did. This guy, man, <laughs> the nerve on this guy. Oh man, have a safe flight back though, like, Boomer. Puppy have on his safe, way out. Have a safe flight back to New York. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, well, we're having fun, right? And that's yeah. what today's about, man. <laughs> that's that's the whole mean, point of today. How are you, I, I can't, what I mean, did he steal, by the way? Do we get confirmation of what he took? <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he really did steal. He, I think he just, he just didn't know you had to pay, which is odd to me. Which is funny. Does that mean? My question is: that mean what's the we, setup at WFAN? Well, that's what I'm wondering. I'm sure I, it is. I'm sure it's just all. Take what you want. But that's what I'm wondering. Yeah, so we're we're forced to pay Ooh. for our snacks. <laughs> at WFAN, they just go and grab whatever food. Yeah, like and- Silicon Valley just have this big open kitchen of snacks we could just get whenever. Can you yeah. imagine how much extra food we would be eating during the show if it was just <laughs> free? You have any more Reese's peanut butter Nick, cups? Nick would weigh 400 pounds if there was an unlimited food supply source. What the hell is that? What do you mean? You're I would a big weigh- snacker. Okay, but I don't. Have you ever seen my weight fluctuate? Why do you think no, I weigh four hundred pounds? I just thought that that availability. If to anybody's food. gonna be packing on LBs, <laughs> it's you, pal. <laughs> uh, Let's not go there. Let's okay, not go fine. there today. We're I having, guess we won't go there. Jeez. We're in a good mood today. You know, uh, Alex. We know. even better mood because Zach Grinky is now a royal again. So problem solved. Now a royal again. Yeah, oh. Bob Fesco reported that this morning that tomorrow the news will become official, but the Royals are signing Zach Grinky back to Kansas City. We'll have. Maybe later this week to talk a day. A more about that. But it is a great day in Kansas. I mean, how, how can you not be thrilled? Like, even if you're tired today, you don't give a damn today. You're running on running on adrenaline. Everybody in the office is happy. You know, the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. And if you're Frank Clark, you're living up to w- when you talk a little bit. He's backing his talk up. He, f- he feels a certain way in the playoffs. And he continues to deliver. Comes up big yet again yesterday. And he now, as Nick pointed out during his notes, moves up to third all time. Yeah. In postseason sacks, not not in Chiefs history, third all time in NFL history, as in passing Reggie White now, and right on the heels of Bruce Smith, and soon Willie McGinnis, like that. That's what's pretty crazy about it. And when Frank Clark delivers in the postseason, that also means he delivers in his postgame interview with James Palmer. I don't know who the hell they think they was calling this Burrowhead. 
don't know who the hell they thought they was talking about. They was gonna finish us off. They gonna take their bum ass back to Cincinnati. Man, they came to Chiefs game and got their ass stumped off. I don't know what number one did. I told him to holler at me. I don't know what the bank, I told them all to holler at me. I told them last year they ain't get my best. I told them this year they barely got my best. I told them with the playoffs though, I'm the fing king. They gotta holler at me every fing game. Let's go. Never gonna get tired of that audio. Well, I just go back to 2019 post AFC title game as well. He he's in his element. He's in his zone uh, in post game, typically in the playoffs and in the playoffs in general. Like we we've all, I think, fairly so, been critical of regular season Frank Clark the last couple of years. Although this year, when expectations were so low, I think I told you before the season, like I have no bar of what I expected in the regular season for Frank Clark heading into this season. And he ended up having a, actually a pretty decent regular season when expectations were lowered. And then now in the postseason. Uh, he's performing like the guy we saw in 2019, Cody, that helped carry the team towards the Super Bowl. It's not just Frank Clark, though. It's Chris Jones, of course, as we will get back into him because Chris Jones was incredible. Best player on the field uh, yesterday at Arrowhead. But Frank Clark, that's that's how you go and win a Super Bowl as well, right? It's not just one guy. You're getting multiple guys on that defense that are stepping it, up. It felt like we've we haven't given Frank Clark enough credit for calling his shot. He does. Yeah. Like he, I don't like he came into the postseason and before they had even played a postseason game, he was telling James Paul, he's like, I'm dangerous. A storm's coming. Mm-hmm. Like I feel good and I'm going to ruin some things. And honestly, I rolled my eyes a little. I'm like, okay, look, we did play a Frank a couple years ago and it was fun. It was awesome. What a run on the way to the Super Bowl. But I've seen a couple of other postseason runs. And you kind of went MIA for a little bit. So I wasn't exactly being like, here we go. Frank Clark is back. Last year's postseason run was kind of a struggle for him. He didn't play particularly he well. He wasn't talking, though, heading in. Like, he, knew, he, he almost knew himself that he wasn't going to be that guy. In the postgame, you heard him. He says, I didn't get my, they didn't get my best last year, and they're getting my best now. So Frank Clark, you can assume that this is the level of play you're getting in yes. the Super Bowl because yes. he knows it. And apparently is not afraid to admit it to other teams when he's feeling it. Because that's what happened. In the lead-up to games, he's like, I feel great, and I'm coming for you. And then he backed every single word of it up. Cody, in between every, I mean, almost every defensive play, when there was a little bit of downtime, he was he would come and look at the Cincinnati sideline. And, yeah, he's waving at the crowd and pumping them up. But he's also, like, kind of talking to the sideline and motioning them, like, bring it on. Kind of Like, he, he, was, he was in the zone. He was feeling himself throughout the entire game. And when he, when he knows it, as you said, even a week or so ago – like it's not it's not fake. Like he knows when he's on a different level. It's it's weird. Like what what switch flips? Whether it I think is, sometimes it's just how he feels. Is it the stomach thing? What whatever? Like clearly that's not a problem right now. Knock on wood. He says playing at home. I think he joked on Friday. You know he's like look you're at home. He's like what did he say? He's like the pills are at home. You know I don't have to live. Yeah. <laughs> like he also <laughs> admitted that they saved him a little bit in the regular season. As much as we say that doesn't happen sometimes, he openly admitted that they were careful with him in the regular season because they wanted. Playoff Frank. I mean, I know Chris Jones is the most dominant force in the entire game across the board, but the fact that Frank Clark continues to get closer and closer to the all time postseason sack record to the point that now I assume he'll get it Mm -hmm. because he's 29 now, which means even if he plays like Carlos Dunlap stage, and by the way, we know defensive ends can be productive at 31, 32, 33. Even if he's not back with Kansas city, he's Dunlap essentially. Now he's going to go from playoff team to playoff team, picking up snaps, playing 45% of them, picking up six sacks a season, eight sacks a season, then he's going to roll into the postseason and get you even more. It's like you can pretty much write the rest of Frank Clark's career. But at the end of this, and this goes back to the signing, there's no way this didn't work. Like, I still hear people be like, hey, do you really want to trade for another defensive end with how it went with Frank Clark? What do you mean how it went for Frank Clark? 
What are you talking about? He was worth every cent of the $100 million. They played in three Super Bowls in four years. He's been a well, huge it was, part of it. It was worth it the minute they won in 2019. Yes, I, you know but, I mean? like, it, but it's it, only gotten more worth sure, it, right? Like, like, in general, like once they won it in 2019 with what he did, it, it, despite the frustrations around it, like that, that was still a very good trade. And then now you're still seeing now it's a great, repercussions that, in a positive way from that because, when again, expectations were lowered quite a bit this year for him. And now this is we can say playoff Frank again. Like not like last year we were asking if we would see it. Like we've seen this is playoff Frank, and and hopefully we get another great mic'd up after they win the Super Bowl, uh, where he's talking about there's blood in the water. I mean that 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 gift still gets circulated uh, whenever Frank Clark is playing a football game of him uh, on the sideline in Miami saying I smell blood. You know he's moving. I smell blood yeah. in the water. Or whatever. That that's the kind of stuff I hope we uh, we hope we get again down in Miami. He was simply incredible. Does anybody know? Because I, I saw on NFL Network and Good Morning Football, they were they were talking about it as well. The most bizarre thing that happened yesterday wasn't the random Mahomes fumble. It was the random taunting penalty on Andrew Wiley. Oh, yeah. <laughs> friend, Andrew Wiley. By the, the way, show, if Andrew, Andrew Wiley talks Wiley, trash on you, you deserve it. What, what, what was that? What was that? Uh, it, I mean, he I, technically committed the foul. You know how it is. You can't you, look a guy in the face and talk to him directly. I've never, I couldn't tell you the last time I saw a right tackle get in a, a, a taunting penalty in football. Maybe never. Like, Trent Williams got a penalty because he shoved it yesterday for the 49. He had flat out grabbed an Eagles player and slammed him to the ground. Okay, that's different. I'm talking about taunting. I don't know what that was. It's not the wrong call. By the letter of the law, he broke the I, rules, yeah, but... Whatever, yeah. Oh, but but I don't care. It's like, yeah. why are we even doing this? What's the point of you guys having this conversation around? Oh, you know, he did. I'm like, just stop calling these dumb penalties. I didn't care. There were several questionable calls throughout the game. I would say it was a normal refereed game by the NFL standards this year, which gold means there are good calls. There are bad calls for both teams. Seems fairly obvious that that's the way it went, right? That we got that version of it. But it's... To me, when you look back but, through the entire game, I mean, I, who cares? I know, but the video, I'm watching the video of Andrew Wiley, this like this dance or whatever it is that he did is hilarious. Oh, it's great. He, he didn't even, it's not like he got right up in the dude's face. He just kind of like puts his arms out and like shakes a little bit. And then and Andy's, Andy's like, he's smart, man. Come on. But it was hilarious. That Absolutely. was right after a huge pass play to MVS. Yes. That again felt like another one of those moments in the game where you're like, is this going to be the, because like, remember like self-inflicted wounds. Wasn't that like a huge storyline going into the game? And it just turns out this time Cincinnati had problems too, right? They have problems just the same. And so it just feels good to finally maybe get there and move towards the same. Well, thing. we we talked about this on Friday. Like I'm not trying to toot our own horns here, but you know, toot toot. We talked on Friday about how <laughs> when we were discussing who the better team was, we kept focusing on receivers and running back. We kept focusing on the weapons. The, the three or four big names that we know from Cincinnati, but that we weren't maybe discussing and they uh, the line, which is where the Chiefs dominated. The Chiefs dominated Cincinnati up front. Mahomes had all time, all the time in the world to throw as much time as he needed. And from the very onset of that game, the Chiefs defensive front let their presence be felt. It wasn't one of those things where they showed up in the second half and like were playing on their heels yeah. and figuring out. They were the aggressors from the get-go. Yeah, opening possession right away. You're like, oh, this is different. This this feels different from the other three matchups where we were all wondering, could they get a stop? Could they get pressure? From to, from the very beginning, they were making life hell for Joe Burrow. 
and it continued throughout the entire game. And that, that was real. I mean, we can go through, of course, the scramble for Holmes and the great play and then the dumb penalty that happened and other guys stepping up and MVS and Sky Moore all the way down the list. But ultimately, what was different in this game from the other three, it was Chris Jones, Frank Clark, and the entire defense. They, they forced Cincinnati into a lot of mistakes. They were, I mean, we, we toss around the word elite way too much, but in the first half, they were an elite defense. They had uh, four first half sacks, I believe it was. And it was uh, what one of the few times, I think it was the second most in franchise history for, for most in a playoff game, but still it was, I can't remember the exact uh, stat the Chiefs PR staff put out during the game. But that was an elite first half performance, which is why we all were like, man, I wish they were up more at halftime considering how great the defense uh, had been played. But yeah, four first half sacks. It was tied for the second most sacks in the first half of a postseason game in franchise history. I mean, that's elite stuff. Nick, do you want to wear Joe Burrow's outfit going into the game on Radio Row? Yeah, the Barney or whatever that was. If I got it, like a lookalike outfit of that, would you, you wear that? You know, you're, you're not because that's a that's. I'm pretty sure that's designer. I said a lookalike. I'm yeah, obviously gonna not going to buy. You're going to go to Kohl's and get me a purple T-shirt. It's not the same. <laughs> It'll have a bear on it. You have to. You have to actually. They said sorry in advance. You have to actually splurge for designer sunglasses, though. Wow. So in order for you to wear this on Radio Row, you're yeah. saying I have to splurge for designer the, sunglasses? Yeah, I got at least two grand for the, the sunglasses. The good news is, Nick, we still have yeah. one wardrobe uh, that you have to pay off. So we can, I think we can come up with something for Radio Row. It's a perf- All this time, oh, it's, yeah. it's the no. perfect place for you maybe to... Uh, to wear the Nutcracker That'd or something. Really, yeah, it'll be conducive for me going and, uh, you know, <laughs> Try to do getting, work. Some, getting some interviews nailed for the show. Honestly, who's going to say no to the guy well, we dressed up like a Nutcracker? We, I got an answer we, for you, Cody. Everyone. Well, we won't do it on Monday. <laughs> Everyone will say no. <laughs> we have to, the guy in the Nutcracker. <laughs> we, um, we won't make you do it the whole week. It'll be one day. We won't make you do it Monday, okay, Tuesday when we're trying to get stuff done. Friday. Maybe it's Friday. Okay, fair enough. Oh, man. Yeah, you're right. I just feel like everybody like. Have we officially? Sir? Did we? Had we already officially announced that we were going to Arizona? I don't think we have. I don't know. Let's do it Sorry. right now. I yeah. think we just did. This show is headed to Arizona next week. We will be broadcasting live from Radio Row. We are very, very excited to be out in Phoenix all next week. We'll have more details on everything that's going to transpire. But yeah, all three of us heading out to uh, Glendale. And if any of you are heading out there, we're going to find an excuse to all get together as a group. The last time, Gold, we didn't know each other. We were barely like. Three three That's weeks true. into the show, we didn't have time to like we didn't have a listener base. If we had asked a button, be like, hey, all the biggest fans of the show, will you guys come meet us down in Miami? I know you've been listening to the show for three weeks, but if you just like this show, would you like to come down? Could you imagine? You know what I just realized that happened last week that we gave Cody such a hard time for? And really, if you go back over the history of Cody hosting this time slot, there has been this idea that Cody jinxes Chiefs players, right? Yes. He talks yeah. about the he comes into contact with them. He talks about how good they are, and then all of a sudden they fall off. Mm-hmm. Last week, Cody made a very, very disturbing comment <laughs> on these airwaves. Is this the day for this? When he talked about uh, who he wanted to see win the game. I hope they lose to Cincinnati oh, now. Oh. I jinxed them. Now, reverse jinx. So you, it worked. He reverse jinx so the Chiefs. That day, that's fine. If that's what it takes. If it ta- So when they play the Eagles, if oh. it takes you saying you hope. <laughs> are you going to say? Go ahead and do it right now. Go ahead and say what you hope no, happens. I no, I don't want that clip. Out there, no. Yet. Gonna wait till you're next not, week. You're not gonna say you hope. Can I think about it? No. Can I think about it before you know we? You just have before that clip you forever. Career suicide. <laughs> before I commit Harry Carey on the sword. Do you guys? Do you guys mind just for a minute? <laughs> I can think about this decision because that's what it feels like if I say that. But also, the Chiefs like this. This was like the only remaining what if, wasn't it? Cincinnati was the only remaining, like, why them? 
Why is it always Cincinnati? Can't get, can't they get past this team? This was the last, was this it, right? There's no other question we had about the Chiefs at their current stage. Then why can't they beat Cincinnati? And now that's dead. So now there's nothing left. Yeah, it's, it's, it, why can't they beat Cincinnati? And then I also think it was still, can the defense step up in one of the bigger games you can ever play in? You know, I think we still have, despite them being much better this year in the, the second best sack team in football, I think there was still not only Cincinnati, but in general against the elite quarterbacks, right? Whether they were going to have to play Josh Allen or Joe Burrow during this run towards the Super Bowl, can they get home against those guys? We know they could get home against some of the middle tier. And it was like specifically you know, him even too. Yeah. Like they can get home against Russell Wilson or Davis Mills. Or Trevor Lawrence. But can, even. They, can they get home against Burrow or Allen? And the answer, of course, is now yes, we've seen it. And they'll have a, a huge test, of course, in a couple Man, of weeks. How sick Hurts. to their stomach must Bills and Cincy fans be to see this again. So now, I, Cincy because they lost, but Bills even. They, oh, even dude, they have got to be so thought, down in the dumps. <laughs> when they played in the divisional round, you know there were people in Cincinnati and Buffalo saying, winner wins the Super you know, Whoever wins this game is going to win it all. Uh-huh. Oh. I lasted about a well, week. This is always to, the same thing. You hey, can't congrats play them. on that game, though. That's cute. You can't play both. You can't expect to try to beat Buffalo and the Chiefs, Cincinnati and the Chiefs, the Chiefs and the Bills. You can't beat both. Get the bye. So you don't have to play both. Yeah, and we laughed back in October. Uh, the two years in a row, the Super Bowl celebration that occurred in October by the Buffalo Bills. Twice they came in Arrowhead and won. It doesn't mean a damn thing. Next year, party. honestly, at this point, next year, the Chiefs are going to play the Bills again at Arrowhead, by the way. Might lose. They're going to play Cincinnati. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to go as far as Cody saying I hope they lose. But no, I like, said they might. Oh, I was, I talking, said, about, I was talking about the earlier. Oh, guys. I see. <laughs> but, uh, but who cares, honestly? Like, it's gotten to the point, like, truly, like, I hope they beat, but like, if they play Buffalo next year and they lose again at Arrowhead, it's like, yeah, who cares? It doesn't mean a damn cool thing. Cool story, man. It doesn't mean a damn thing whatsoever. Can you get it done when it matters most? Josh Allen cannot win the big game. He hasn't done it yet. Joe Burrow, people were trying to prop up way too much. And Patrick Mahomes now has distanced himself to the point where nobody else that is currently playing quarterback in the NFL is ever going to pass Patrick Mahomes. It's not happening. It's impossible. Like you're describing an impossible circumstance. Quarterbacks don't do what he's doing. This is still, and, and was at four years, and three, and two, and maybe one, this is the great, like, so for every year of his career, it was the greatest one-year start to an NFL player's career, two-year start to an NFL player's career, three-year start to an NFL player's career, four-year it doesn't matter. This is the greatest five-year start of any quarterback in NFL history. Nobody has done these kinds of things at well, his position ever. It's because he's a huge reason for like Brady actually won three of five. Brady won three very early on in his career in the first five years. But the difference is we look at Mahomes. Like, he might be a two, but look at every single statistical advantage. Right. Brady was more of a game manager at that point. Yeah. At that point. Whereas Mahomes is obviously the most valuable player on the team. And he's going to pick up his second most valuable player award in the entire NFL next Thursday at the NFL. And we want to watch him play dodgeball at the pro bowl. That'll be Joe Burrow's job. Watch Joe Burrow play some dodgeball at the pro bowl. Don't care. Doesn't matter to me. You think Burrow just takes the week off and says, I'm going to Cancun with Eli Apple instead. You think that normally it's how it works. Instead of going to Vegas. That's normally how it, that's typically how it goes, right? They usually skip because they don't want to have to show face. Yeah, in this, this town, and, and we're spoiled enough in Kansas City. We, 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 most people don't care about the Pro Bowl anyway, but in this town, we really don't give a damn about the Pro Bowl stuff. Our players don't play in it. They don't, really don't like, care. Congrats yeah. on your Pro Bowl nod. You will not be playing in the game. Instead, you will be having a chance to make a bunch of money and playing in a Super Bowl. Simple as that.
By the way, Andy Reid's going to talk at 1230 now. So uh, we'll get to what's trending coming up next. Andy Reid at 1230. And oh, that trash talk in Cincy looks great now, doesn't it? This is Cody and Gold. Brought to you by Gann Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance. Gann Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss Royals first baseman slash NFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino. This football season with Cody and Gold. My Twitter is about to unload of football <laughs> tweets. First Jets game that I have free on Sunday. It's, it's go time. 610 Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.